subject I am going to talk to you about is um, various of the subject that I believe is very important for every believer. And uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me in a number of ways at different times. And this is something which I know we would have had an opportunity to share and support very early when we hear what that says the Lord concerning this year for us. But um, be it that as it may be, I am hoping that this will help you to realign your son with the plans he had for you, with your very destiny. I would uh, want to talk to you about mind management. Perhaps at some point, before the end of the year, we'll have time to talk about time management as well. And then we, we will talk about your finances as well. Managing your finances or financial management. Creating wealth is one thing, but how you manage it is a different aspect altogether. And many times, Many people have had such an opportunity to be able to create the world for themselves, but they mismanaged it and they ended up with nothing. And now they are complaining God has not done anything for them. In the meantime, that is not really true. You know, when you think about mind management, I don't know how what what comes to mind, but just think of it for what it is. How do you manage your mind? How do you manage your thoughts? Because I believe that a mind properly managed will always remember. And it is worth remembering. Who always remember things that matter the most, that are important. Sometimes it is very disappointing when you find a, a young man who has such a great future ahead of him not being able to remember even the simplest of the concepts, the very basic of the principles that will help them to learn and be able to improve their lives. Because this is, this is something which applies to everybody, to every one of us, that we are able to use this um, opportunity once. I'm going to read you only these three speeches to start with. And from there, I will talk to you about the things that I will want you to pay attention to. So please, even if you didn't have a pen and a paper, maybe just use your phone for now. The only difficulty is if by the time you walk down the second block, they trip you and take that phone, your message is gone. Now the phone, you can buy another one. But the value of the, the information that you would have wanted to remind yourself of or even review, you may not get to retrieve it. Second Corinthians chapter number 10, I read from verses 4 to verse 6. It says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. In other words, they are weapons you possess that you ought to be fighting with, that you ought to be using to be able to wage your wars and your battles. Those are not the weapons that everybody out there in the world is using. It is that, that important to remember. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds. What are strongholds? These are not some big bounces of guys who are very, who look very terrifying and very, you know. It's not strongholds. Strongholds, these are thoughts. Unwanted thoughts, evil thoughts. Things that are, that are, that are tormenting you. Things that, that are dreadful in you when you think about yourself. So much so that you find yourself being so afraid. Because they are strongholds that needs to, needs to be demolished. Now he says here, these weapons that we have, they have divine power to demolish those very strongholds. To cancel them, to destroy them, bring them down, completely go away with them, extinguish them, exterminate them, annihilate them. But you do not find Zion being tormented by your very thoughts. It is that important. What are the things? you are most afraid of. What are the things that are worrying you? Constantly so in your mind. It is nothing to do with other people. It is nothing to do with um, 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 other conditions that exist externally other than what is what you conceive yourself in your mind. And that is where Fear begins. Before you know, you are living in fear. Where there is fear, there is no faith. It is not possible. It will be very difficult to live in exercise of faith. You can study the world around, and before you know, there is so much doubt in your mind. You will study to, you know, there is an element of unbelief. Because of already was the things you hold in your mind, the strongholds, the things that are so very, you know, um, um, that are troubling your mind. Then he says here, we demolish arguments and every, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to us. We take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We, you, 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 you have that responsibility. You, you, you cannot entertain all this thinking that is just negative and, 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 and thoughts that are just evil, contrary to the very things you believe. This is you, you, you must learn to take them captive. And be able to make it obedient. That very thought that was disturbing you, make it obedient. Change it to become something that is now for your good. That even in your suffering, it is for the glory of God. You're not focusing on, on the suffering, or on the pain, or on the lack. It is not a good thing to think that you're poor. It can be very, you know, it, it is the worst thing. That anyone could, could, could wish for anyone. Already you know that you're poor. But there's no point reminding yourself every day that I'm, I'm, I'm so poor and unhappy. It's not going to help you to change that situation you're in. And I just start thinking that in this, in this poverty that I'm in, how can I just begin to do things that will help me? To translate this into something that will bring about a prosperity, that will bring about you know a success or change in my situation. I tell you now, most of people are so very successful and they've been the most poorest of the poor. How did they do it? What changed? It was a thinking. That was all. That is what made a difference. 
between somebody who is poor and somebody who is very successful. There's no one person who was born with everything that they have. But we need a we need a mind that you have. There are things that you can you can you can say and begin to do that will help you to start building a foundation that will help you to acquire the world that you desire. He says here, and will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Praise God. In Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, it says, you were taught. That is, that is where it starts. It starts by saying, you were taught. You are being taught. And you're still going to be taught. With regard to your former way of life, to put off your own self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. What is the attitude of your mind? What is the attitude of your mind? What is, what is your thinking process like? How do you how do you how do you begin to focus on your mind? You know, are the things that are you even aware that you need to, to give to, to, to pay attention to it? Or things just happen before you know you are running with it? Without even understanding why you're going the way that you're going. This is this is important for you to understand. This is he who was taught with the regard to your former way of life. To be put off your old self, which is being corrupted by TV desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. And to put on the new self. Put on the new self. Created to be like God. In a true righteousness and holiness. This is put on the new self. Is this the new you? Or version two of the old you. Or maybe a version one. Or the same man. Who was failing to put on his own self. And he wants to get the same attitude and the same and the, the same way of thinking and then carry on with the same you know, behavior and the same habits and, and, and refusing to change. Is this really the new issue? When you look back, back. How, how was the old self? What were you like? Has anything changed? Is there a difference between you and as you are today? And a very man. A Bible says, a very man in this heart, he is a new creation. All things are to hustle. And all things are becoming you. This ought to be a new you. In as far as the Bible says that he has given you, you take out his own heart and give your heart of flesh and then put his spirit within you. That that will be a new man. A new person. It is not good to carry on with the same habits. But that you have before you received Christ, before you were born again, before you received your salvation, let alone now that you are in Christ. Who are you? You know, often times we, we speak about renewing our minds. That, that you need not conform to this world, but you need to allow your mind, you know, and Allow yourself to be transformed. Renew your mind constantly so. Constantly so. But when do you even begin? It's easy to say that. You must renew your mind. But why do you start? It is not within you, yourself, in your mind, by acknowledging that I need to renew my mind. 
I need to I need to have a change of attitude. What is the attitude of your mind like? Because that is why it all begins. When you hear people saying that your attitude determines your attitude, it, it is very true. It is very true. Somebody even make a formula and make you know you know you write down the word attitude and you put numbers next to each one of them. When you add them, they give you 100 percent. There's no one single word that gives you 100 percent. You can try it. You can Google it as well. You can write faith. You can write love. You can you know put encouragement and every other word you can possibly think of. Nothing will come to 100 percent. But what will give you 100 percent of everything in life is if you have the right attitude. Your attitude towards life. Your attitude towards the world of God. Your attitude towards others. Your attitude towards your job. Your attitude towards your husband, your wife, your own children. Attitude of mind. The attitude of mind. It's not when people are not changing, it's not because they are not hearing the world of God. They are hearing it every day. But they don't allow themselves to change their thinking. That is where the problem is. When you hear about all these gender-based violence and, and abuse of women and children and murders that are happening, these are men just like anyone one of us who were born in a family at some point. And they, were, they grew up and, and they developed some attitude of a way of thinking that it, it actually brings up the character that they are now. And that's why they do this thing. There's no, there's no particular group of people that are, that are abusing women. It is, it is not a particular religion. It is nothing to do with the profession they're in. It is nothing to do with their race. It is nothing to do with their color or creed or belief or where they come from. It is just men across the spectrum. In our society, who have developed such evil thoughts and then they start now coming up in the manner that they are, they are now. Can you imagine if you train the child at, at, at any age to just think and be able to act on it? What society will have? It's not good enough when a child is bullying another child. And you just say, I ah, know they're holding their kids, you know. Oh no, uh, 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 Up like that. 
saying that you you are a witch or anything like that. Because that is what other people think. Ah, no, I can't, I can't afford not to be married. What do people think? They will start saying that I'm bewitched and uh, I can't be in a, in a marriage and, and that is not good. You need to get to the point where you have come to understand how important it is for you to be able to can manage your affairs, including your thoughts, so that they do not um, 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 you know, impact those around you in a negative way. It says here, I just read you in uh, Ephesians 4.23, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. Let me read you Matthew 6.22. If your eye is pure, there will be sunshine in your soul. If your eye it is pure. There will be sunshine in your soul. But if your eye is clouded with evil thoughts and desires, you are in deep spiritual darkness. And there are things that I need you to take note of. You know, a man's mind is like a garden, which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. But whether cultivated or neglected, it must and will bring forth fruits. If you think of that very fact, that your mind is as this beautiful garden, that you can either cultivate it or neglect it, but whether or not you cultivate or neglect it, something will grow in it. Something will grow in it. It will bring forth fruits. Question is, are you going to be happy with the fruits that are growing in your own garden when you have neglected to cultivate it? You have an opportunity to be able to determine what grows in this garden. Truth is, if no useful seeds are sown in it, an abundance of useless weed seeds will fall in it and will continue to produce their kind. They will continue producing their kind. So, what you need to do is to weed out all the wrong, useless, and impure thoughts, and cultivate towards perfection the flowers and fruits of rank, useful, and pure thoughts. Be the master gardener of your soul, the director of your life, and the architect of your destiny. If you were to think about your mind as is now, what state is it in? Is it a beautiful garden that you want to lavish yourself in? The beautiful flowers, beautiful fruits, arrays of roses that are orderly, that, that, that you know this is what you want? Or it is just weeds all over the place? You know, sometimes when you just call it weeds, you know, as weeds, some people are thinking marijuana. I'm not talking about uh, marijuana. I'm talking weeds. As in the weeds, any plants that grow in a space that they are not wanted, you know. Maybe at some point there was one seed of a spinach that fell in there. And, and you remember it because there's nothing to eat. But you can't even find it. Because it's deep inside. There's so much weeds. That one good thing that was, that would have grown, it's now suddenly, it's, 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 it's washed, it's, it's, that, that one good thought that came to 
suddenly just being drowned. It is so, so surprising. It, it can't it can, it can come out. That's why even for some people in their, in their speech, it's very difficult even to, to mention Jesus. They are Christians. Give them an opportunity to say what is what they have done. And no, I'm working hard, you know. That's why I was able to buy a car and, my, and I'm moving to a new house. No, but once that Jesus comes in their, in, their, in their speech, just to say, Jesus has done it for me. God is doing it. God. And then people even things find themselves in trouble of oh, God's safety. You are failing to remember God when you had a testimony. What thinking is that? How so? It's because there's too many of these ways and, and things that I've wanted that it must struggle. It has to be a fight for somebody. Meantime, you're a Christian. You know, your thoughts are more important than the things you say. Because those are thoughts that will make you. What you are outwardly is as good as your thinking. As a man thinking, so is he. You say, as a man speaks or talks, as a man thinks, as a man thinks, so is he. When you see a man being so disorganized outwardly and looking at nice and everything, inside is chaos. There's bigger chaos. There's just no order. And that is what you need to root out. Make it your responsibility. You'll be able to just lay hold of this truth. Begin to internalize the word of God. All the good things you're hearing. So that it is a character in you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. You will not be struggle to bring, to give such a testimony. You will not be a struggle to say all the good things the Lord is doing. You will not be a struggle to be able to share the things that God is doing in your life. You will not be a struggle. So understand how important that is for you. Your character, your circumstances, and destiny are shaped by your thoughts. Your character, your circumstances, your destiny, they are shaped by your thoughts. So that is what makes it very critical, very important for you to be able to manage your thoughts. The outer conditions of a person's life will always be found to be harmoniously related to his inner state. The outer conditions of a man's life always be found to be in harmony with the inner state. Understand that every man is where he is as a result of their thoughts. That they build into their character. So it is very important for you to build your back to the world that is why he says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to bring you up and give an inheritance to all those who are sanctified. As a progressive and evolving being, you are where you are so that you may learn yourself, that you may grow. Good or bad, you are where you are today in order for you to learn out of that very experience you find yourself in. Be able to use the opportunity you have to grow, to do better, to improve your personal life. As you learn the spiritual lesson which any circumstances contains for you, you will pass away. And it gives space to other circumstances what becomes of you after you've gone through such a difficult time. Your suffering gives birth to other circumstances. But may it not be that even when you know that you are in that predicament, what comes is now worse than you were. So that experience uses to grow. Because even in every challenge and difficulty, every, every disaster, every
every challenge, every every circumstance, it it it, it also brings forth opportunity. There is also an opportunity in that situation to be able to do better. And the sooner you discover and tap into the creative power within you, the better. Because you will use it to be able to say the right things, to be able to create the future that you are looking for, to be able to change the world around you, and not allow yourself to be controlled by external circumstances. It is not the circumstances that make you, but your thoughts that will bring all the circumstances. It is not the circumstances that determines your destiny, but your very thoughts that will determine your destiny. It is nothing to do with what is happening around your son. I said to you the other time, as many people are complaining about what had happened in the pandemic, there are as many people who are much in a much better space because they saw an opportunity when everybody else was kind. So the change in your circumstances will always be in exact proportion with the change of your mental state. When you don't see anything changing in your mind, your mental state is the, is the same. You might be growing as, you know, as a person. People grow and their circumstances are becoming worse. Why? Because there is something that is not changing on the inside. It, it doesn't mean that because a person looks older than they are, automatically their lives will improve. Some people, as they are growing, because at some point that their parents were taking care of them, giving them money to school, looking after them and everything, they didn't have to worry about anything. And then comes the time when they have to stand by themselves. And now they are facing the realities of life, having to make decisions of their own. You have a responsibility to change the attitude of your mind, your thoughts, so that you may improve your life. You now have, you create a future with your thinking before you even step into it. It is that important. So, the conditions answer is not what should determine the condition on the inside. The condition of your spirit must always determine what is happening outside. Here is an honest truth that the soul attacks that which is sacredly hearts, that which it loves, and also that which it feels. It reaches the heart of its cherished aspirations and it falls to the level of its untrusted desires. And circumstances are the means by which the soul receives its own. It is as true. You may not understand. Through this, every conceived soul or allowed to fall into your mind and to take root in it to always produce their own. Good thoughts bear good fruits. Bad thoughts will bear bad fruits. When the results are as bad, it is a bad thinking that a man has that is bringing about such results. Change your thinking, the results will be different. It is that important. Be able to understand how important that is. Let me tell you this honest truth. That a thief does not become one when he steals. The criminal thought has long been secretly fostered in his heart. He is a thief by nature. And the hour of opportunity revealed is gathered power. 
Then Awa is opportunity. But he now is able to steal somebody's cell phone or to steal somebody's um, wallet. It's, it's only an opportunity that is presenting itself. So circumstances do not make a man. It reveals, it reveals him to himself. That's why I was saying to you, don't listen to any man who's giving you excuses. Why they do the things that they do. You cannot say a man who's poor is justified to abuse his wife. Neither is the one who's rich justified to abuse his wife. The circumstances don't make a man. They only reveal his true nature. Similarly, when a man becomes rich and he starts becoming arrogant and aggressive and abusive, there's nothing to do with him being rich. He was just waiting for the opportunity. Now that he, he is rich, he thinks that he owns everybody. And he starts just abusing the very people who love him. And he's cheating them. And now we blame it on him having money. Money is not issue. Money is not true. That's not, that's, not, that's not what makes a man. He has had that nature. Same with a nature. Same with a man who's a, a rapist who, who rapes a woman. When you hear that the soul attacks what it desires, how, how is it possible? That five men who are friends are able to rape a three-year-old girl. What, what made them to find each other? What connected them? Because before that happens, there was something that would have brought them together in the first place. Somehow, I don't think it's just a coincidence that they now find themselves being friends and they are able to, 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 to commit such heinous crime. And not one of them is able to, doesn't have that conscience or a sense of saying this is wrong. How so? How so? So we need to be very honest with ourselves and start being very sincere, ask ourselves the right questions. Not look for excuses. We want to change our world, not even our world. Start by changing your thinking. Change your own thoughts, your own you know, sphere of contact where you are. And then everyone who passes by you, oh, that man is a good man. That woman is a good woman. It's a, it's a miracle. They don't need anybody to tell them. They are able to see the fruits. Well, it's not just some weeds that are grown by themselves in your garden. You're cultivating it yourself. And make sure that all the right things are growing in this garden. So be able to use this opportunity to improve your life. Be able to use this opportunity to do better, to do things differently. A person who does not attract that, says, a person does not always attract that which he wants, but that which he is. That you may be wanting something else, but deep down inside your spirit, there is this nature of you that will always find you, that will now always uh, direct you to, to, being, to finding yourself with certain people or getting to get certain results. Yet, you know this is not really what you want. There is something very spiritual about it. And you need to know that. You are not always going to attract that which you want. But that which you are. In thoughts, in actions, in deeds. And there's a reason for it. That is why it is very important for you to surround yourself with the right people. So that there is, there is you know, if anything, you are able to learn the right things from the next person so that you can use the same opportunity to be able to grow. Your innermost thoughts and desires are fed with your own food, be it found or clean, pure or impure. The divinity that shapes your, 
your hands or your destiny is in you. It is in a, in a very, your own very self when you hear that the seed of greatness is in you. Do you even believe it? And if that be the case, why would things be the way they are? If you know that greatness is something that you're looking forward to, you desire to, you desire to be successful, you desire to, to do great things, you desire to be a better man, a better person, what is missing? Because you, you, you've heard the word and all your life. You've been listening to it all your life. What is missing is just the change of thoughts and attitude and develop a character that will help you start doing things that will say, indeed, you're great. You know, thoughts can imprison you. Negative thoughts. There are people who are slaves, who are living as slaves because of the way they think. Either you'll be imprisoned by your own thoughts or they liberate you. How you think will determine how free you are in life. How you think. This being something you don't want yourself to be to be a victim of your own thoughts. And ultimately you're blaming everybody else except you. If your thoughts are noble, they're good. They are thoughts that 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 you know these are thoughts that will help me to be, to be free, begin to think as such. We will help you. Let me tell you another fact. Christians pray a lot, but not everyone who's prayed has what they're praying for. It is true that in your life, you will not get everything that you pray, that you pray for, or that you wish for. In your life, you will not always get everything that you pray for, that you wish for. I don't need to go outside anywhere and look at what people are doing with their lives. Ask yourself how many prayers you've been praying. How long have you been praying? What are the things you've been praying for? That is why Wednesday I was telling you about what you're praying for, how you pray in letters. Because the how will also be, it will address the condition of your spirit, how you relate to God, how you, how you, 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 you handle Him, how you, you, your attitude of worship and, and, and the reverence you have Him. It's not about what you want. That is an issue. He knows what you want. That is why, even in remembering the prayers you pray, your Hezekiah said, Remember how I prayed. He said, Why I was praying. Lord, remember why I was praying. Or do you remember what I was praying for last year? That's not an issue. He knows. And if it's sitting here, you know yourself that there are things that you have been praying to God for that you do not have. I mean, I don't have to. I think I to ask you to put a list now. Where is that house? Where is that car? Where is that? Where is that perfect wife you were looking for? Now you're married, you're complaining. Why God gave me this wife from heaven? You met her in church. The soul always attracts that which it is. You're not, you're not going to blame anybody. And now we say, Lord, why, why is my life in such a mess? I thought that you bless me with a, with a, with a beautiful wife who truly loves me who, you know, respect me, who, and then all those good things, you know. Now a man is, 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 is complaining every day. Like now, from many pieces, now in pieces. He's so very, he, 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 he's done. Now he's busy blaming everybody else. If you think that that woman is from hell, what were you doing there? How did you meet her? In as much as there are many That is why I, I, I cannot imagine having such an opportunity to do good and you find yourself choosing wrong. That is why, you know, says I put before you life and death, blessings and testing. You don't choose life. 
Choose life. Not just life, the good life for the man. I'm telling you the truth. Your wishes and prayers are only gratified and answered when they harmonize with your thoughts and your passions. When there's harmony between your prayers and your wishes and thoughts and actions, you will get what you want. That is what the Bible says. I'm not saying that. In Mark 11, 24, it says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And you will have them. But whatever things you ask when you pray, and you begin to doubt, you will not have them. So, Praying and wishing is not good enough. Believe that you have them. Believe that you have received. Believe that you have what you pray for. And then the Bible says that, and you will have them. So any praying and wishing that is not followed by you believing that you have. This is now when you find yourself not having the very things you were praying for. Because your thoughts and your actions, they are not aligned with the prayers that you pray. You are praying for one thing, but your actions are the opposite of what you are praying for. Before even getting to the end of the prayer, you are already asking yourself, am I not asking God too much? Will God, will God do this? I, I asked just for a bicycle three years ago, I don't have, what about a car? Will he give me a cup? You start asking yourself, giving yourself all sorts of excuses, and now find reason enough not to believe, and then nothing happens. And then you start complaining that God doesn't answer prayers. When you, your thoughts, your thoughts are the ones that are a problem, not, not God. There's nothing wrong with you praying to God. God is always more than ready to listen to our prayers and answer our prayers. He's more than willing to give us that we are ready to receive ourselves. He knows our needs even before we start praying. So your prayer is not an issue. You need to learn to understand how these how this things work, how they connect. So you don't deprive yourself of such an opportunity. Then Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive what you ask in prayer, believing. That is the part that is always missing. Believing. Believing. Do you really believe? When he says that you now have, do you really believe? You are saying you must wait until somebody comes with another promise or a story or try and make your prayer come to pass. As you pray, believing. It's happening at the same time. As you pray, believing, it says that you will see. Guaranteed. It is not maybe you will receive. You will definitely receive. Know that in your mind. If you do not know that, you will end up confusing yourself and changing the very prayers that you pray. So your thoughts you need to manage them properly. You know, men are always anxious to improve their circumstances. But they are unwilling to improve themselves. And therefore they remain bound and enslaved. Any man who's poor is anxious of his poverty. He wants to improve himself. But then you call a, a meeting but you intend just to empower and equip them with the knowledge that will help them to change their thinking and get out of their poverty mentality, and it doesn't come. He has no time to listen to anything good that may happen to change and get out of his poverty, except wanting to have a nice time. What would a nice time be? Cool? He's just being anxious of his situation. 
I didn't do anything that could develop them some. That's why I always encourage anybody. Take time to read, to, to equip yourself with knowledge. Any material that you find, that you lay your hands upon, any book that will help develop yourself, that will help you manage your finances better, that will help you think differently and see money differently, you will, you will, you will give you such an opportunity to be able to bring about a change in that situation. Similarly, a man can be very rich, and yet he is uh, at a point where he is so sick that he may die. But because of his selfishness, he doesn't see his feet that maybe I need to give something in the kingdom of God that may be just what will change my situation. He's, he's been to every specialist, he's been to, to every uh, doctor and and, 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 and he's that law, and somehow there doesn't seem to be shaped. You just this one. Do you know that there's something very spiritual about your giving? That you and your son, you stand to benefit a lot more than anybody else. That may just be the one thing that when you do, everything has its change. It may just be the one thing that, that is lacking, but in as much as I'm in, in, in such a comfort zone, there's no point having a hundred million rand that is not going to buy your life. That man would die. Oh, why would I leave? How oh, would I leave so much money behind? He's so worried. He seems to have it all. Yet this one thing is missing. Especially on the inside, there is something that is lacking. But once that has changed, perhaps that will also present an opportunity to improve his health. It is that simple. I always read some very interesting books sometimes. I don't know if you read a book that is called A Monk That Sold His Ferrari. Well, many people don't know how to sell their Ferraris, believe me. Man had it all until he came to a point where he, he had to give it all away. So he may have one. The simple concept, the principle that helped him to build such a such a prosperous life. And he now ended up having more than he thought his body had. Had it not just perhaps at the time when it matters the most come to that understanding that I need to let go of everything else and just let God in. Maybe things may not have changed. So I'm just saying, be wise and be ready to make such great personal sacrifices so you can change your situation, your life, your future, and be able to experience true prosperity in your life. We, we preach the word of God in we, we open the scriptures in But the one thing that is missing is the attitude of the man which, which has not changed. The thoughts that you have. So you need to be very careful not to frustrate the accomplishment of the desired ends by your very thoughts. And the desires which cannot possibly harmonize with your destiny. Do not frustrate the grace of God in your mind. The honest man reaps the good results of his thoughts and his actions. There's always going to be results. He also brings upon himself the sufferings with his own shortcomings or weaknesses. Good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. Good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. They always produce good results. And the bad thoughts and actions, there's never going to be good results. Same is true spiritually in your life. Truth about suffering. It is always the effect of the wrong thoughts in some one way or the other. But if they are not dealt with, they will bring about suffering. So understand how important it is for you to be able to change your thoughts. One may say that the same way that a blessing is a measure of the right thoughts, your suffering is a measure of, of the wrong thoughts you have. Not thinking that is good, that will bring about bad results. 
and that will help you to change your thinking. If you truly want to be blessed, start thinking, cultivating good habits, good thoughts, positive thinking, and be able to believe. Because anybody, I don't see anybody with such negative thinking who really believes. Uh, I don't think how is that possible. If the man is just negative and he's just always saying all the wrong things, believing will be almost impossible. You can't. Understand that the man is not right in condition until he's happy. Happy and prosperous. Happiness, health and prosperity are a result of a harmonious adjustment of the inner with the outer world. So, you must stop complaining and blaming others and start changing your thoughts and creating an enabling environment around yourself. You begin to use the circumstances that you're in today to discover your potential, your hidden powers and abilities, and those endless possibilities within yourself. As you begin to change your thoughts toward others and the world around you, the world will start changing. You will start thinking differently. You will start appreciating love. You will start seeing value in others, things you have, everything around yourself. It will help you be able to bring such a particular a change in your situation. So, do not take this for granted that you hear the things that you hear. Everything you see in the physical world is gathered in the spiritual realm. Your thinking is very key to changing your world and your situation. In closing, let me read you Philippians 4 from verse number 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever thing, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is new, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. That is the Bible. Think about these things. Don't waste your time thinking about things that you do not have. Don't waste your time on negative thoughts. Don't waste your time on your sufferings. Don't waste your time on things that will not add value to your mind. That will not bring a change that you desire to see. He says, think about these things. These are the things, these are the only things that matter, that are, are important. I will train your thoughts in a particular direction. Train your thoughts in a particular direction. And the sign says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Put it to work. And the God of peace will be with you. May God be with you. May He enlighten you. May He give you such thoughts that are inspired by His Spirit. Every idea that comes to you by the Spirit of God will grant you the ability to be able to bring it to fruition. May God hand you with faith through His word, that in your place, believe you will receive that which you have designed. And according to your faith, may it be done for you. May He grant you your petitions, that which you have looked forward to. As you study the scriptures, it will reveal itself to you. In a much greater measure, you give you an understanding heart, and your heart will be flooded with love. That you are now able to see 
the things that God has prepared for you. As he has said, and I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good and not of evil, to give you hope and an expected end. Your future looks bright, and your victory is certain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.